Hey, hey, what's up? It is Sedano and Cap here on 710 ESPN. And yes, Chad Johnson did tweet, uh, George Sedano is really good at his job, needs a much bigger platform like Skipper Stephen A. And well, I didn't pay him to do that. I'll buy that, by the way. Listen, let me tell you something. I, I will, uh, I'm, I'm all in on that. Um, Shannon, Skip, Stephen A., Max, I mean, come on, man. Put us on TV. We're hot. We're smart. We're opinionated. Let's do it. Laura, did you see how quickly he, like, aligned himself to me when That's it right. said George we. Sedano? We. Yeah, it was a he, not a we. No, no, but yeah. I'm, I'm going in with a we, not a he. Mm. You, you're, you're riding with me, like, yeah. basically? Yeah, Are you like not? my turtle if this were Entourage? I don't want to be your turtle. I'd rather... You want to be I, E. No, I don't even want to be E. I want to be Vince. No, no, well, you're not Vince in this case. Clearly, well, in this I'm case, Vince based on this tweet. Because of Chad Johnson, you know what I mean? Right. What is he, a TV executive all of a sudden? I mean, he might be. Oh, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. George, let me just tell you one thing real quickly here, okay? And that is this. I'm telling you that 75 seconds ago, I was mm-hmm. standing out front of my house and a person pulled up in her car and gave me a COVID test in my driveway. Literally stuck one of those like uh, Q-tip things straight yeah, up my nose. Yeah, yeah, that. for like ten- And she went deep, man. I mean, I could feel this thing hitting my brain. She went deep, 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 and she was like five, four. Th- I'm like, come on, lady, three, two. Boom, she finally pulled it out. Yeah, just took one in my driveway, mobile COVID testing. How do you think? How do you like that? That's great. Why would you take such uh, a test? Was there something I should know about? Well, I mean, listen, it's going around. I mean, when I say going around, it's been going around for a year and a half. It, <laughs> it's just, gonna, right. I mean, this isn't like new. <laughs> right. And, but no, but seriously, like in the last couple of days and weeks, I mean, it's all around me, you know, and I got a lot of people around me that have had it and, and everybody who's been vaccinated, it's like, yeah, I've got a cold. I'm like, I don't know if you've got a cold, dude, you're sniffling and you're coughing and maybe you have it. And, and in the last, like, I don't know, like three, four days, all of a sudden I got this little bit of a dry cough and, you know, look, I've been living the unmasked, uh, vaccinated life concerts and baseball games and around Mm -hmm. big crowds. And all of a sudden I started just coughing a little bit. I'm like, you know what? I better get a test. So this lady literally pulled up to my house, got out of her car, put this like uh, like plexiglass mask over her face, and then just mm-hmm. stuck one of those needles straight up my nose. And they say... I mean, it's not I'll... a needle, bro. Don't scare people. It's oh, a sorry, Q-tip. Everybody. Yeah, Q-tip. It hurts, though. And a little bit. Not I a mean, lot don't of be it. Not that bad, bro. I mean, ser- you are su- for a guy who played football. Damn, you are such a, a pansy. I was sometimes. a kicker, dude. I wasn't a real football player. I know? mean, still, didn't you do something to get to that point that was physical? I mean, yeah, but you know, toughness was not part of my game. You know what I mean? I was like, hey, don't touch me. You know, leave me alone. I'm over here. I need a clean uniform. I'm a Jewish kicker. Please leave me alone. You, you know. I mean, you sound a little nasally. I do. I, I do. Say no so. wonder you didn't last. Wow. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Wow. I mean, not wrong, though, probably. I mean, uh, you know, you said, I want to clean. You know, it's football, man. Like, what the hell? What are you talking well, but, about? Yeah, but this is this is swab in the nose. This isn't football we're talking about. All right, right? all right. Let, let's yeah, bring in no. Lindsay because Greg is on vacation uh, because he's going glamping, as we talked about weeks ago. Um, he's in. <laughs> we we could get to more details about that in a second. But Lindsay's here. Lindsay doing double duty. Uh, thank you, Lindsay, for doing double duty. Um, also, is Kaplan being a pansy right now? Uh, you're welcome, and definitely. I'm not trying to be mean, but I've had right. many a COVID tests, and they're like a slight nose tickle. Don't like hurt what? at all. They're a slight yeah. nose tickle. Yeah. Makes you feel I, like I you would... have to sneeze. 
Yeah, exactly. I yeah. would say that by the time I realize that the thing is making me want to sneeze in one nostril, uh, the nurse or the practitioner or whoever is already into the other nostril, and then by the time I'm ready for to think about that one, it's over. Yeah, this was just a left nostril move right here by the lady today. And of all the COVID tests Wait, she that didn't I've do had, both nostrils? Only left nostril, George. Only left. Why? I don't know. She she said, which nostril are you? I said, I'm left nostril. And so... Um, <laughs> what? I, what is this? Is, this, is this like a Twix or something? Like, no, you're know. supposed to do both. Oh, I don't know, man. I mean, she only said one. One nostril's plenty, you know? And uh, she stuck this thing right up my nose, my beak. And uh, unlike any other test that I'd had, this one actually went deeper, deeper, deeper. I could feel it. So, yes, maybe I'm being a little bit of a crybaby right now. I can uh, accept that, okay? But yeah, just I mean, telling you, man, just yeah. telling you, this thing was deep. Yeah. So, Okay. Be careful out and there, everybody. do we know? Not yet. Not yet. I will have, uh, when I will do have we test know? results. I'm told within the hour I should have test results. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, live on air, I guess we'll find out. Yeah. I mean, this is uh, this could be a bad thanks. Situation. By the way, considering you were around me last week, there's that. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, this is one of the big reasons why I had this test done because you know we were together last week at at Rams training camp. We were. And, yes. and not you, only me, did... Greg. Oh my God! Could you imagine if you gave it to Greg and he's about to go glamping? He's been talking about this damn trip for months, and you would ruin his trip. Oh, he would hate you like poison. Well, he already does hate me like poison. Well, That's I mean, okay. even more so. Yeah. My point. But here's the thing. Um, I actually thought to myself, you know what? Um, there was a point where when Sean McVay got done chatting with us, yeah. everybody had a chance to kind of walk up to coach and shake hands, hug it out a little bit. And I was like, did, did maybe. Oh, but could- wait a second. Now yeah. that I think about it, we got a test that day. So you, and you know, so you didn't have it that day. So yeah, right. I feel all right. You didn't yeah. mess with Greg's vacation or me. Well, but, uh, but remember I had been at Rams training camp the week before. And so I did not have to have a test last Wednesday like you did. So oh, now you screwed us up again. Yeah, Damn it. So, See, I was I trying know. to save you. I know, and I appreciate that very much. I do. But I was thinking to myself, maybe Coach McVay gave it to me. No, stop. Well, I mean, listen, they've had cases, you know. and uh, They had a coach in protocol. He was telling us that day, uh, one of the, I think the offensive line coach or whatever. It was like his first practice. Yeah. This yeah. is how don't try to get started, guys. Yeah, oh, don't try to pass a buck on someone else, dude. Like, well, I know. You know. Well, but, but you know what's going to happen if I have a positive test? And by the way, here's my symptoms so far. I have a very little cough. I have a slightly runny nose, and that's all I got. That's it. So th- hopefully, hopefully I have a negative test. But if I have a positive test, and God willing, this is the worst of it, um, then I can't do anything other than thank the vaccination. You see what I'm saying? Because I'll yeah. tell you guys, I found a buddy of mine this weekend on Facebook, 35-year-old guy, completely healthy guy, and this weekend he posted on Facebook. He'd been in the hospital like three weeks, and I was like, oh, man. And he was an anti-vaxxer. You know, and so I'm, I'm hoping that I don't have it. But if I do have it, hopefully what I've got today is kind of the worst of it. Hopefully. OK, well, hopefully you don't have it. How about right. that? Thank you, sir. Let's just let's just go with that one. Right. Okay. Let, let's hopefully you, on the other hand, don't have it either. And hopefully, according to Chad Ochocinco, you get a much bigger platform. Yeah, and you don't have to come with me, though. Right. Like, I mean, I'd be riding on your coattails, clearly. Yeah, I mean, you know, you literally were, like, like saying, like, we. Like, I'm like, whoa, we is one too many people. <laughs> well, well uh, listen, you, listen, there's there's Stephen A and Max. Yeah. There's there's Shannon and Skip. Yeah. There's, there's Will Bond and Kornheiser. All right. of these shows are two people, back and forth. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Right, right. Now, hey, listen, I worked with Stephen A for many years on radio. I yeah. could jump into Max's spot, no problem. I'll do it today. Wait a second. You're saying that if I threw you on first take right now, 
yeah. tomorrow yeah. that you could replace Max Kellerman? Is that what you're saying right now? Correct. Well, <sighs> correct. All right. Hey, listen, I, I, my resume is my resume. I'll put it out there for anybody to see. Um, you know, Max Kellerman, great guy. I'm not saying that he's not great at what he does. I'm just saying that they have replacements all the time. And if, if they put you in there, could you do it? Well, I've done the show. Though. Okay, so, so therefore you can. Right. So I why have. can I not? I, I'm not saying you cannot, but you basically... You just did it know. like last week, right? Who, me? Yeah, didn't you? No, I haven't done first take in years. I haven't done first take in years. When I lived in Bristol uh, or Connecticut, I used to sit in for Stephen A and or or Skip back then, um, you know, all the time. But no, I I mean, I'm not saying you couldn't, Kaplan. What I'm saying is you made it sound like you you should replace Max or you could replace Max right now and there wouldn't be like a drop off. Listen, I mean, shows change. Personalities come in and out. That happens. Yeah. You know, I'm just saying that if you sit in I'm just book, saying, look, you're great, but I don't know if you're Kellerman is what I'm saying. I love Kellerman. I, I mean, he's got Stephen a beautiful a. five o'clock shadow. You don't I have you like, no, that I don't I mean, have. And I'm incapable he, of growing a beard. He's a dreamboat. That guy. I mean, you see that hair. It's perfect. Those eyes that with the five o'clock shadow. you're no Kellerman. Like, I'm not saying you're not good. I'm just saying you're not Kellerman. You weren't even top five in our banner weren't you well that's yeah. because you you decided that you didn't find me attractive okay, by the no, way no no i'm, was a, I'm a 50 year old white jewish guy i mean i just don't think the demos are working for us laura i think that's the problem <laughs> i'm I need, just saying i mean i need somebody else to give me a look you know what i mean up and down me why don't you you yeah. know okay anyway. well either way now that you've replaced max kellerman was there anyone else at the company you'd like to replace while we're where we're taking people's jobs Go no ahead. no no i don't want to take anybody's job i'm just saying that chad ochocinco was very sweet hey george sedano's yes. awesome he's great yeah. at what he does i saw your reply which was it's nice to have a fellow latino give me a compliment because yes, yes. he's which chad ochocinco yes and yes. and then you said not really you know, latino but right i understood we, but I thought we, it was we cute. we've we've allowed him into the uh into the group basically. right you've yeah. given him his latino card his hispanic yes. card which is very yes. cute um, all I'm saying is I jumped on the bandwagon, and you the next did. thing I know, I got pushed off the bandwagon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, you know, I mean, I'm just saying, like, he, he, he's, he's, he, he was talking about a singular situation. Anyway, <laughs> speaking of singular situations, yeah. uh, so last week we were talking yeah. about Clayton Kershaw, and we mm-hmm. have spent a lot of time talking about Clayton Kershaw uh, recently. And today... The Dodgers, okay, now you and Greg, who is out glamping somewhere, uh, were out there saying, ah, no big deal, still nothing to see here, even though last week they said, well, probably not going to see him until September. Now today, to make that even more official and perhaps a little scarier, they have now transferred him to the 60-day injured list. Now it's all re- so retroactive, so mm-hmm. it will put him in line to potentially come back in September. But now we're talking about like, okay, that's a little more official. That's a little scarier. I understand they added Scherzer, but Clayton Kershaw, no, I don't believe this is any longer uh, about rest. Okay, they they were supposed to do a sim game with him. That didn't happen. Uh, this is more serious than any of you guys were willing to let on, clearly. No doubt. No doubt about it. And listen, sometimes you're right. In my case, it's pretty rare. But when I am right, I like to break my arm patting myself on the back. And more often times, I'm wrong. And in this case, this is no, you know, this is no shocker. I thought that when Kershaw went on the injured list prior to the All-Star break, that the reason that the Dodgers had put him on the injured list was to give him time off before his final scheduled start before the All-Star break and then give him time through the All-Star break. And I figured that 
after the All-Star break, okay, he'll come flying back. It's just forearm soreness. That's what I assumed, okay? Mm -hmm. Clearly, I was wrong because the Dodgers have not been able to activate him. You just mentioned a simulated game that did not go well. It's probably, no, by no, the way— No, no, not that it didn't go well. It never even happened. Well, to your point, I mean, listen— it's probably why the Scherzer trade actually happened. I thought, here's another time, I thought that the reason they went out and got Scherzer was because the Trevor Bauer situation is so ridiculous and so bad and he's not going to come back and the likelihood of him putting a Dodger uniform on again ever is probably zero. But I thought it was more about replacing Bauer. Now what it's starting to look like is that maybe they knew something that the rest of us didn't know and that Kershaw is more hurt than we realized. Now, if you're the Dodgers, you got to hope, in particular in the next series, which starts tomorrow at Philadelphia, you realize Philadelphia is on fire right now. They yeah. won eight straight games. And while the Dodgers looked good this past weekend, taking two out of three from the Angels, um, they're going on the road, and they're going to face a very hot Philly team. And here's the thing, George. San Francisco is not giving back. In other words, the Dodgers are trying to gain. The Padres are still trying to gain. But forget about the Padres. The Padres, I don't think, have anything to do with the NL West race. They've got yeah, they're to do they're with done. The they're they're trying to stay on the wild card and, right. and fend off uh, Cincinnati. At right, this who's also been on fire and right. and has a very weak schedule. So, I mean, listen, if you're a Dodger fan, I think you have a lot to be concerned about with Clayton Kershaw, a lot more than most of us realized probably three weeks ago. Yeah, look, I think Philly's going through like one of these great stretches because you know. Overall, they're not that impressive of a team, uh, even though they're hot right now. I, I still think in a series, like if I had to worry about the Dodgers facing the Phillies for some reason, I yeah, I, I, I'm not really worried about that all that much. This particular weekend, eh, you know, whatever, they go on the road. Now, this will test your theory, right? What were the numbers that you gave us last week as far as the Dodgers have been ripping through all the under 500 teams, but right. they're about a 500 team against the 500 or right. teams above 500, right? right? They, were, they were three games under 500 against teams that had winning records. That's right. So right. This, you're exactly right. This will test the theory. Can the Dodgers go on the road, face a team that's a first-place team, an, an above 500 team, a team that's, that's won eight straight games. Can the Dodgers go on the road and win this kind of game? By the way, this past weekend against the Angels, how amazing is it to watch Albert Pujols bomb home runs and think to yourself, the against Angels are paying team. that guy like $30 million to hit home runs against them. It's incredible. Yeah, yeah. It, is, it, is, it is some sweet irony if you're Albert Pujols, that's for sure. All right, coming up next, Carmelo Anthony is a Los Angeles Laker. We'll tell you why that's important in just a second. He had his press conference today. Plus, we've got some fun national days, some fun birthdays, and some great anniversaries to pass your way. Stick around. We're back in about two and a half minutes. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 and bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Oh, uh, yeah. And I actually, uh, I did this as karaoke on the show one day. Really? Were you not here that day? I was. So then I why did realize, you say really? Because I didn't realize it was karaoke. I thought karaoke is when you have the uh, music and then you have to perform the words. I didn't think performing the words over the words was considered karaoke. 
I mean, it's still the same concept, isn't it? Like, you know. I mean, we're not How much actually of this song doing do you karaoke think you know? because I'm not at a karaoke bar where I don't have, you know, where I don't have the uh, the the lyrics in front of me. You know, like if we were to, that's actual karaoke. Why don't you just play along with me, Kaplan? How how much of this song you think you know? How much do you think you have committed to memory? Oh, I know the first whole first verse, like all those verses at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, until like the first chorus. Okay. I mean, I did it already on the air once. Can we turn it up here? Can we get to the second verse? No, I don't, I don't know, know the, the second, second verse, verse, but I know well. the first verse. I was going to say, yeah, we could do like a wrap-off. Yeah. It could be a wrap-off. There you go. The first verse is, is the easy one to remember. The second verse, now that gets a little more complicated. I'm trying to remember where the second one starts, though. I got the second verse is something like, uh, my name is Rob, I got a real yeah. funky concept or something. We I did got an idea a long time ago, Captain. That I want to share. Yeah, you don't like it, so what? I don't care. I'm number one, the uno, the lifetime. Bring on them suckers, because all them, I'll stomp. I mean, something like that. Right. Yeah, 1988. Where were you in 1988, George? I was, uh, I wasn't, I was 10 years old on this date in 1988. So I was probably somewhere in Miami uh, playing, uh, I don't know, baseball or basketball or football in like my front yard somewhere probably Yeah, is my guess. Yep. I was, uh, let's see, 1988. Here we are in August. I had uh, gone to the University of Pittsburgh for my freshman year and was going to try and play football, which I did for five years, but... Um, Man, I was 18 years old and, uh, and thought, I mean, I'm about to become a college football superstar. And, of course, you know, that didn't exactly happen that way. But, um, man, that was a great first year, though, of college football and, and being in the big time and games against Notre Dame and Penn State and Boston College and Syracuse. I mean, it was – listen, I look back on those times, and, and again, it's a long-ass time ago, but, man, I loved it. I loved playing college football. Loved it. Cool. Well, I mean, look, I feel like playing, like playing big-time college football is just like at a good school, right? Like you went to Pitt where football matters, right? I would imagine just the entire experience had to be fun, particularly on game day. It was awesome. I'll tell you what was the best part about it, and then let's keep going because I want to get to this Carmella stuff. I know you brought it up. But the best part about it was, George, is that all these years later, guys who were coaches and young coaches back then – Mike McCarthy, the coach of the Cowboys, was on that staff. John Gruden, the coach of the Raiders, was on that staff. Marvin Lewis was on that staff, you know, who was a, the Cincinnati Bengals head coach. Uh, former SC coach Paul Hackett was on that staff. I mean, just the list goes on and on of guys who became either Hall of Fame players like Curtis Martin or, or Super Bowl champions like Tony Saragusa or all these coaches that were young, up-and-coming guys at that time. So, I mean, it's the relationships. It's like I was watching the Pro Football Hall of Fame stuff this weekend, and that's what every guy talked about. I saw your tweet about uh, Edger and James. I loved Edger and James's speech. The relationships you create when you have teammates. That's the part of sports that I loved so much and I miss so much. Oh, man, yeah. I mean, the, the relationships, I would imagine, more than anything. I mean, look, Lewis Riddick, who does Monday Night Football, was your boy, and he was on that team. And, you know, you still are tight with him to this day. Like, yeah. when you build relationships like that, and you're, you're literally in locker rooms every day, practices every day, plane rides, hotel rooms, all that stuff. I mean, that, that certainly is a, a building block uh, for relationships. It's a building block for just being able to overcome adversity together as a group, all those things. Like, I think sports in general is pretty awesome when it comes to that stuff. Yeah, yeah. you know, John Lynch, who's now the 49ers general manager, and I, everybody knows that, but I'm just saying it like that. But 
John Lynch said that the other night, the other day during his Hall of Fame induction speech. He said, look, if you can take a guy like me from Solana Beach, California, and you can put him together with a guy like Warren Sapp from, I think, like Apopka, Florida, or someplace like that, and Derek Brooks from some other part of Florida. He goes, three guys that grew up completely differently, um, different family situations, different financial circumstances, etc. He goes, you put the three of us together, and we have become lifelong brothers. He goes, that's what football is all about. And I, 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 that resonated with me, and I loved it. There you go. Uh, all right. Well, listen. Let me. Speaking of lifelong brothers, Carmelo Anthony, LeBron James, lifelong brothers. Um, now, I think the Melo and LeBron situation will be discussed uh, at length. But Melo was on. Was he on with Ireland and you guys today, Lindsay? Was that it? Yep, he was on uh, about an hour ago. So was Mason on today? Because I never know with that show anymore. Did Somebody's there, yes. not there. He, okay. he was there today. Just you know, just taking a break from his vacation. Oh, okay. Well, great. Mason in Ireland today had Carmelo Anthony, and he was asked about Kobe Bryant, and here's what Melo said. It was deeper than the relationship. It was a connection that that we had. It was a bond that we had. It was a mindset that we, you know, that that we had that we admired about one another. You know, he's he's always been that guy. You know, kind of give me that tough love, and you know, when when having bad games or bad shooting nights and. You know, he's always calling and, and, and want to curse you out. And, you know, <laughs> he was a big brother the way that a big brother should be. It was always tough love with him. It was always challenges and, and, and tests that you had to pass when it, you know, when, when it came to him. But, you know, if he, if he supported you and he rocked with you, then you was going to feel that you was going to feel that full support. And, and that was something that I, I always admired about him. Yeah, listen, dude, I mean, Kobe. <laughs> Here's the thing with Kobe. He was going to tell you the truth no matter what, okay? And sometimes you like it, sometimes you don't. And whether that you're his teammate or his friend or whatnot, he's going to give it to you real. And I'll give you a perfect example of that. When LeBron James was going to be a free agent, uh, you know, according to the story, I believe Ramona Shelburne wrote it, Kobe told Jeannie Buss, hey, you're the mother of dragons. you got to figure out what's going on in your house. This is when she was having the issues with uh, Jim Buss and whatnot, her brother, et cetera, et cetera. She's like, if you don't fix your house, the guy you're targeting in LeBron ain't going to come if the place is a mess. And that that's who he was. And I think Melo kind of nailed it there in general of just about who Kobe Bryant was. I really thought also that Carmelo said, and I know we didn't just hear, we were hearing the, the sound about uh, about Kobe, but watching some of this press conference today, listening to some of the sound bites thereafter, when LeBron calls Carmelo, LeBron tells Melo, hey, the time is now. And George, the time is now could also be like, hey, time is running out for both of us. You know, for me, LeBron, um, I've got a few titles, but I want to keep winning, you know. And, and last year was a mess. And two years ago, I got hurt, and that was a mess also. But I've got one title wearing a Laker uniform. I want another, and not just another. I'd like a couple more. I've got Anthony Davis, but Carmelo, for you, the time is now, man. You've had this amazing career. You've, you've done everything you want to do in NBA basketball. You, you've changed your role in the latter part of your career. The time is now for you, Carmelo, to come join me, LeBron, and let's do this thing. Let's, let's do it now because the time is now is one thing, but the time is running out is a reality. You know, and I thought that was really interesting that Carmelo talked about that, that LeBron told him, the time is now. 
Yeah, it is because life <laughs> life moves on and and you you know you're you're getting to an age where these guys are 35 36 years old going to be 37 at some point during the season where you know it's like the hourglass right the sand keeps coming down and eventually it's going to run out so because of that if you're Carmelo Anthony this is your best chance to win a championship like Carmelo Anthony has not been put in a situation I don't even know ever in his career, really, because even when Carmelo was in the Western Conference Finals with the Denver Nuggets against the Lakers, yeah, he had Chauncey Billups on the team or whatever, and they had a nice roster, but I never thought that they had a real chance to win that series, barring some sort of catastrophic injury to the Lakers. So this is Carmelo Anthony, even though he's not one of the star players on this team, his best chance to win a championship. So the yeah. time is absolutely now, because if not now, when? This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Well, thanks for that really cheesy voice at the end there, Chris Morales. Uh, I'm going to do this as overrated or underrated because I was told that properly rated has been eliminated from the it conversation. Has. Yes, it's okay. the last time you were helping out on the show. It has been eliminated. <laughs> we are now a binary show. Okay, good. I, I'm glad that I could shed some light onto that because I thought the whole properly rated thing was kind of weird. But anywho, that's neither here nor there. All right, guys. So the Arizona Cardinals have reached an agreement with BetMGM to become the NFL's team official sportsbook partner. As part of that agreement, the Cardinals will be the first franchise in the league to have a sportsbook in their home stadium. The BetMGM sportsbook is slated to open at State Farm Stadium. Man, that's like a lot of uh, advertisers in one sentence. Yeah. Uh, it's slated to open in time for the start of the 2022 NFL season. Is the idea of sports books being placed inside the professional sports venues overrated or underrated? Ooh, I'm going to say underrated. I think that they, that should be a thing moving forward. Just period. Like, First of all, I am a big proponent of just of gambling, even though I'm not a huge gambler, to be honest with you. But I feel like we kind of skirt around this thing because we have lotteries. That's, in essence, gambling. And I know what people are going to say. There's a difference between gambling and gaming, and one is chance and one is skill, et cetera. I get all that, okay? But at the end of the day, people are spending money on whether it's lottery tickets or whatever. Uh, people from here go to Vegas all the time. People go to all these great casinos like Morongo or whatever. And you know what? We just need to treat people like adults. So I'm going to say underrated and a smart move, and it's something that should be done across the board. Legalize gambling. Legalize cannabis. Let's go. Yeah, I'm going to say underrated also, but here's the thing. Um, George, for all these years – We've heard about how NFL players walk into the locker room and they see signage that talks about gambling. And this happened about a year ago, I feel like, when, um, when the Chicago Cubs announced that they were going to have a sports book inside of their ballpark. And look, we've all known that football is a gambler's sport. Like, if you're gambling on preseason football, you really might want to call 1-800-GAMBLER. But that's where the money is. And the owners have figured this out. 
It's why so many of the owners are investors in daily fantasy companies and what have you. So, look, um, the reality is, is that people, I personally don't, I've never, I haven't bet on one football game, George, since my freshman year in college. The Buffalo really? Bills were playing the Cincinnati Bengals. I bet $50 on the Bills. I thought it was an automatic win. I lost, and I found out, wait, you mean the bookie wants the five dimes? Okay, I had to pay 50 bucks. So that was a, had I won that bet, who knows what my betting career would have turned into. But it was a, an 0 for 1, and that was the end of it. The bottom line is people gamble on football, and the NFL wants its piece of the action. They're going to get it. I think it's underrated that they're going to have did, a casino. Did you just or, call 50 bucks five dimes? You really yeah. don't gamble. No, I don't gamble. No, I don't oh, gamble. I was going to ask you if uh, if either of you guys ever bet on preseason NFL no, games. No, preseason nothing. Preseason. Apparently nothing. that's that, a thing. Yeah, that, that, that's really? stupid. If you bet yeah. on preseason, you deserve to lose your money. That's the way I look at it. Um, a dime is a grand, Kaplan. So you didn't yeah. lose five dimes. Yeah. That's no, no, for I, sure. I, I lost five yeah. dimes, as in like fifty cents, is what yeah. I lost. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you didn't lose. You didn't. Yeah, you didn't lose that. But uh, yeah, preseason nothing. You you deserve it. I'll tell you this. I bet on football a couple of years ago. I created uh, an account back in the day at a place called Five Dimes mm -hmm. um, that no longer services the U.S. And I was betting like 10, 20 bucks on a game, and I did so well one year. I won like sixty something percent of my games. Um, so I ended up winning like five, 600 bucks, something like that. And because it was under a thousand dollars, they wouldn't send me a cashier's check. So the only other thing they would do was transfer it to Bitcoin. This is how I got into Bitcoin. Cause I left the money there. And all of a sudden one day I look, you know, a month or two later and my money is doubled and I'm like, how the hell did that happen? And then that's when I started researching on Bitcoin. You know, I, I was thinking about you today, George, cause I was watching on CNBC, Gene Simmons from kiss was a guest and he was talking about how he's gone all in on cryptocurrency. And he wasn't exactly bashful about talking about putting a couple million dollars into Bitcoin when it was down in like the 10 range, 10,000. And then it, he rode it all the way up to like 60,000. And it was really interesting to hear Gene Simmons talk about all the different cryptocurrencies he was involved in. I thought you would have loved it. Oh, it's great. I'm all in on that. Like I uh, listen, anyone who wants to talk cryptocurrencies like Spencer Dinwiddie is big into cryptocurrencies. Uh, I, I would love to kind of run into him and just chat with him about it. So, yeah, I'm big into the crypto. Uh, how, how, how familiar are you with the sandbox coin? No, I, I look, I stick to I mean, I'm familiar with I'm familiar with the name. I am uh, generally only into Bitcoin and Ethereum. I am in uh, the equivalent to like Amazon and Google in the stock market. Like that's all I focus on. Uh, I have a diversified crypto portfolio, and really? I started off with like 50 bucks in my little crypto account, and mm -hmm. it has grown significantly. Um, but I promised myself I won't touch it because it's it's for like a special fund. And I made like 800 bucks on the Sandbox coin two weeks ago, overnight, if literally somebody, overnight. Let me ask you guys a question. You. If somebody were going to go into Bitcoin right now, somebody's listening right now, they've not bought any Bitcoin, they've just heard about it. What is Bitcoin right now trading at, George, you know? Bitcoin is currently oh, trading at forty six thousand two hundred and eighty two dollars. There you go. Yeah. And well, by the way, if you think I know that sounds like a lot, but you can buy uh, and I'm not giving financial advice. OK, nor is Lindsay. Um, but, uh, you know, I would say if you're asking me what uh, where we are in the game of Bitcoin, I would say we uh, still haven't even broken spring trading is what I would say. Mm -hmm, totally agree. Well, speaking of Bitcoin, lucky for you guys, I've got a question about it in overrated and underrated here. So Quiznos is launching a pilot program in partnership with a company called Bact, and they're going to allow people to purchase Quiznos subs with Bitcoin. 
So this capability is going to debut in Quiznos Denver International Airport location in mid-August. Those interested are going to have to download the backed digital wallet app, which lets you spend, send, and track your crypto. And if you download the app and you use it to buy a sandwich at Quiznos, you'll be rewarded with $15 in free Bitcoin. Is paying for sandwiches in Bitcoin overrated or underrated? Although I'm pretty sure I know how you guys are going to answer this one now. So I'm going to say buying you, are you asking me if it's buying Bitcoin, uh, buying Quiznos with Bitcoin? Is that overrated? Yeah, being able, to, being able to walk into a shop and buy Yeah, no, I'm going to say that's overrated because the one thing I would tell you, again, I'm not giving you financial advice, is never sell your Bitcoin, especially not for Quiznos. As much as I love Quiznos, <laughs> I actually think the fact that Quiznos isn't around as much anymore, I, of all the, su- the sub places, that was my favorite. Um, but don't sell your Bitcoin for coffee or Quiznos or anything like that. Yeah, Quiznos was pretty good. I haven't been to one in a really long time. That was the place that had, like, the oven, right? So you'd, you'd have the sandwich made, then they'd put it in the oven. It would work its way through the oven, and then it would come out kind of like a hot sandwich. Is that Do I have Quiznos yep. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I liked Quiznos. It was all right. I, would, I, like, uh, I like Jersey Mike's more. Um, I like Jimmy John's. If there's any Jimmy John's around, I like Jimmy John's a little bit more. But I'm going to say this is overrated because the whole notion – of paying for things, especially little things, coffee, sandwiches with Bitcoin seems ridiculous to me. Um, I would never want to do that. You know, listen, I have a hard enough time using Apple Pay on my phone, you know. So, yeah, I'm going overrated here. Well, in this particular case, I think that I would like it because you're going to get this one little promo. They're going to give you 15 bucks of free Bitcoin. So it's probably like a good little place to start for people that aren't really familiar with it and don't understand it because it's like, Here's five bucks for my uh, my sandwich here, and you're going to give me $15 back in Bitcoin in return. So I feel like it's kind of cool, right? It is cool. All right. Okay, so next one here. It's been building for years, but I think we can all agree that the pandemic has made it very clear that airline customers have very few, if any, rights. But the Biden administration is currently working on something to fix that, and the Wall Street Journal recently proposed a passenger bill of rights. This includes addressing refunds, family seating, aircraft seat spacing, among other things. A lot of these proposals and ideas have been brought up in the past, but they've all been ignored. But there's growing optimism that things are going to change in 2021. Is a passenger bill of rights for airlines overrated or underrated? Hmm. I'm going to jump in here and I'll, I'll go with overrated for this reason. Look, there's a lot of things that we as airline passengers would like to see to make our air travel that much more comfortable. You know, how hard is it to say to the person behind the, uh, the counter at the airport, hey, look, hi, so I got my wife and my three kids and we're, our, our seats are kind of separated. Is there any way you could help us out? And they go, no, 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 when you get on the plane, you talk to other people, you try and make it work yourself. Like, come on, can't you just help me out a little bit here? You know, so like little things like that it would be very nice if, uh, if, if the airlines would be more cooperative. But I got to say, I'm not really sure I, ne- I feel like I need the government to kind of push that on a private business. I'm not so sure I need that. Like, don't we have other things to worry about than worrying about what the airlines do? I'm going to say overrated. Um, I, so let me, let me get this straight. So... Would it be the airlines creating this specifically or the nope. FAA? It would be the government because just like the, the government actually oversees the airlines in the same way that right, they the do FAA. the banks. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. So it would be the FAA, yes, similar to how we do banks. 
Um, uh, look, I actually think, like, this Bill of Rights thing, I mean, they tried to pass this, I want to say a couple of years ago, and in that Bill of Rights, they also, you know, I know that, you know, you were talking about something a little different here. They also said that the airlines should be required to pay, like, I think it was like $1,200 or Twelve fifty or something to passengers denied boarding due to oversold flights. So yep. it is. It isn't just this, right? Like there are other things in play here that can be beneficial for the consumer. Uh, if it's still similar to the one they tried to pass a couple of years ago, so I guess it's not a great answer. I'm going to say underrated until I find out what's in all of it, right? Before I make a complete decision. But the moment I would say underrated because it could be something or there could be plenty of things in there beneficial for the consumer. Oh yeah. I feel like the whole thing is like made to make our lives easier when like, you know, there's that whole ordeal going on right now with spirit airlines where there's still people trapped in like Tampa and random airports across the country because spirit had to cancel all these flights because oh, they had I a about that. Yeah. malfunction with their system, their computer yeah. system. Yeah. There's people that have been stranded for two weeks Wait, and they're not doing what? anything. You know what though? There was more to that story though, Lindsay. I think what I also had read was that because um, they had like overbooked, they couldn't get pilots or flight attendants because they'd already worked their maximum number of hours. So they literally could not get any pilots or flight attendants to the flights themselves. So, yeah, it's crazy. That was That's a crazy story. Yeah, it's pretty nuts. And I feel like, you know, now's a good time to probably be a, an airline pilot, right? Probably make some good money. All right. Yeah. Uh, one, one more here or however many more until you guys tell me to stop. A 95-year-old social media star and her grandson said that they've broken a Guinness World Record in Ohio, which is currently where I'm hanging out, by cooking up a giant Oreo cookie that weighs 175 pounds. What? Ro yes, 175-pound Oreo. Ross mm -hmm. Smith makes these videos online. He's like a TikTok or YouTube guy. Him and his 95-year-old grandma took on the challenge, and they looked online, finding out what the biggest Oreo was. They decided they are going to make one bigger and better. Their 175-pound Oreo cookie broke the record by 15 pounds. That one was Damn. set in 2018. Are Oreo cookies overrated or underrated? No, no, no. Oreo cookies are, are, are I would say, underrated um, because you get the mixture of both. You get an actual cookie, like a wafer, cracker, whatever you want to call it, and then you've got the goodness in the middle, right? Um, so I, I've always been a big, big fan of Oreos. I do feel like they're putting less of the filling inside. People are saying I'm crazy when I say that, that I'm just imagining that. Fine, then I may just be imagining that. Uh, nonetheless, I still uh, will have an Oreo cookie if they're in my house. The kids occasionally get them. I do sneak one or two in. Uh, 175 pounds. That's literally an Oreo cookie that weighs as much as I do. That's crazy. Um, but anyhow, <laughs> underrated on Oreo cookies. You say you're going you're gonna to sneak one or two because the kids have them. If you put a bag of Oreo cookies in front of me, there's not a chance on planet Earth that I don't eat an entire row of Oreo cookies. I have no discipline of any kind. I couldn't just have one or two. I oh, take I like take like eight of them at one time, dip them in cold, fat-free milk, and chomp on these things. But, Lindsay, go back to the very beginning of what you said. Mm -hmm. Did you say that this person was a 98-year-old? 95. 95-year-old 95 woman. The, the, the TikToker guy and his grandma, who's 95, made it together. She's 95 and she's a TikToker? I guess the kid is. I mean, the kid, now, right. yeah. Yeah, he's the bringing kid. grandma in on the TikTok uh, fan fandom, you know. I just want to say that if he if grandma's 95 and he's the grandson, this guy might might be 55. <laughs>
I mean, all I'm saying is, is that if grandma's a TikToker, George, this goes to my point, because Laura, we had this conversation. I got to do a better job on TikTok. If grandma's 95 and she's on TikTok and I'm not on TikTok, that's a problem. She knows something. I don't know. She's 95 years old. I got to get on TikTok. Have you ever posted on TikTok or you, you don't have it yet? No, I have it. You can follow me at Scott Kaplan nine because my name was already taken and I've posted like a couple of dances, but uh, no, I haven't posted like a lot at all. Okay. Oh, okay. You got some Fair dances. Well, I was Louder, how long is this break coming up here? It is three minutes and 45. Mm, so we do have to break, huh? Uh, all right. Because I've not, I was going to try to combine the break. See if we can do that. You know what? Let's just do that. What's uh, is the sec the one after that? Very long. I know we shouldn't be doing this on the air, but either way. Oh, I was going to say I love that you guys hash this too. stuff out. Oh, on it the is air. long. All right, we great. screwed this up. That was my fault, Lindsay. We were having so much fun with you uh, no, that I okay. I lost track of time. That's my bad. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play, and. Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Yeah, yep, Sedano and Cap here on 710 ESPN. Quick segment here for you. We went long because we, uh, honestly, we were just having too much fun with Lindsay. No disrespect to maybe someone else who hosts Overrated or Underrated, who may be glamping today. Speaking of which, let's just talk about that for a second here real quick. Go ahead. (sighs) Uh Uh-oh, the sign. I mean, this this camping, he calls it camping, and I'm using air quotes. I know it's audio. You can't see me. But this glamping thing, Mm -hmm. if there's a roof, Lindsay, is it camping? Um, I think it depends because I will say in Greg's defense, my family goes camping on like an annual camping trip in Allegheny and we stay in cabins. However, they were built in the 1920s. They don't have electricity. Um, they don't have any gas or any utilities and they're literally just a giant box. It's, it's probably better to stay in a tent. Camping by its very definition is you go out into the woods, you have a tent, you have a sleeping bag you are roughing it, if you will. That is camping. Glamping is, as I understand it, where you go to a place where they have structures, and to your point, George, there are roofs over your head. Uh, it, it's, there is a, a significant difference between the roughing it of camping versus the glamour of glamping. There is a, a very serious distinction between the two. That would probably mean that's probably why the GL would be in front of it. Right, I would think so. Yes. Right. I would think so. Now, by the way, just be careful, George. Anything you ask Lindsay about Greg. Yeah. Lindsay, I mean, you and Greg have a tight knit relationship. Aren't you guys going on a game show together? Uh, we're not going on the game show anymore because we couldn't help, we couldn't get off work. Like they wanted us both to take off work on the same time day and take same time. And they couldn't they couldn't figure out a schedule. So we're just like, you know what? We are too valuable to our company to, to both oh, try and take off wow. at the same time. Look at that. You know, I thought I mean, you were going to tell me Greg couldn't hold up his physical end of the bargain. Right. I was hoping that actually was. Going I mean, to be that, that might be the real case. And I might just be telling you what he told me to say. But, you know, I, I won't tell. <laughs> OK. Now, how much time did they need you to take off? Uh, we would have had to take off like three days 
over a period of time where Greg and I were both taking other days off. So it just, you know, timing ah, didn't work out. I see. Too okay. bad. We were the Too number bad. one choice, though. In fact, Mick Foley, the pro wrestler, mm-hmm. his daughter and her boyfriend or fiance, whatever, Frank the Clown. I don't know if you guys know about all those crazy people in the wrestling well, know, world. But anyway. I know Mick Foley. I don't know about Frank the Clown. So his daughter and his daughter's boyfriend, they were on a reality show. But nonetheless, they were not selected. They were rejected. However, Greg and I w- made it. You know, we were we were chosen, and Mick Foley's daughter wasn't. So that made us feel kind of special. Well, that is cool. All right. All right. I mean, can we still get you on? Like, do you think that there could be, like, we could kind of make this work down the road or no? Um, I think if they have another season, I know they, they loved us. They, we were great contestants, but, you know. I guess that I don't want to tick off boss Amanda, you know? No, no, I get it. But you know, we could, I, you know, we could figure some stuff out. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it has to be during the week. Well, that's the thing. When we initially signed up for it, they were going to be taping on weekends and then it kept changing and changing. And then it got to the point where like, we would need you Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and possibly Thursday. And maybe the following Monday, we were just like, no, 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 no. This is too last minute, too much time off work without much notice. So we couldn't, we couldn't make it happen. Were they paying you guys? Uh, if you win, I think you win money. I mean, I'm fairly certain you'd win money. It's a game show. But generally speaking, you don't get paid otherwise. Yeah, no. I mean, you get like a t-shirt and maybe like a mouth guard and a helmet. Yeah, I mean, Kaplan, have you, have you ever like watched a game show? They don't pay you just to be on. You got to win something. Yeah, but I was just trying to put it together, you know, like where if you're going to have to take time off of work and then they're going to have this expectation that they can, you know, have you anytime they want you that maybe there's some financial incentive for you to say, okay, look, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. No, the incentive is you're on television. Well, that's not enough incentive. Well, I agree with you, Kaplan, in the sense that I thought it was kind of ridiculous that they gave us 24 hours notice to be like, hey, we need you here at 5 a.m. tomorrow. And we were like, what? What? You got to give us more notice than that. Well, no, that you, that's, that's different. Yes, they should give you more notice than that. But I bet you there's some fool that, that did do that. You know, you, whoever was I They've got to have you. dozens of them, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's a whole show with lots of contestants. I would love to host a game show. Not Jeopardy. Show? I'm not smart enough for that what show. Kind of but like, show? like if Sajak were to retire, I'd tell my agent, let's go. Wheel of Fortune. Let's try to make that happen. See, I'd rather host something more like Wipeout, you know, or something that's more of an action-adventure sports John game. Anderson hosted that for a little while. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The Sports Center anchor. Right. No, that would be more fun for me, I think. More than like a, a you know, uh, Jeopardy or, you know, any of these other kinds of games. Now, I'd rather rather do more of a game show that's kind of like, um, what's it, American Ninja Warriors. Like, that to me is a very oh, that's fun cool. game show to host. Yeah. You know, Amin was on that, and he was a disaster. <laughs> no, I didn't know I that. Remember that. Oh, dude, go Google that. You will find that. You will see Amin. Amin they did like a, like, I'm using celebrity in loose terms as well, and also using air quotes. They did like a celebrity version, yeah. and he did it, um, and he, he, he talked a lot of, shh, you know what? about going on that show and how he could nail it. And he, like, did one of those things where he jumped on, like, some platform that was spinning. Yeah. And he, like, spun right off and fell right into the water. It was hilarious. Oh, he, he was a contestant. Yeah. Not a host. Gotcha. gotcha no, no, gotcha. a contestant. Like, he actually yeah. tried to do the course. Yeah. Shout out to my boy, Akbar Baja Biamila. What's going on, my man? You guys do a great job. Yeah. So there you go. Hey, is uh, Kent Basemore, the one of the newest Lakers, going to join us here at 5 o'clock? Yep, he'll be calling right around five. I think he does like a might be doing a presser right at five and calling us right after. But okay, cool. All right, so. so Kent Bazemore is going to join us here in a few minutes. Stick around for that. Uh, he's fun. 
I think he, you know, I told you guys last week, I think he's going to be the guy on this team of all these new additions, not named Carmelo and Dwight, that's going to play a lot because he plays really well on the defensive end and uh, he can shoot the three. So we'll talk to Ken Bazemore a little bit about uh, his new run with the Lakers and just have some fun with him in a few minutes. Stick around for that, plus what you need to know. It's Sedano and Cap. Lindsay hanging out, Laura hanging out, 710 ESPN, back in three minutes.